Life Audio. I think as women, we can often doubt an anointing. And not even for people that are just called to full-time ministry, but I am a firm believer that as followers of Jesus, we all have a role to play within our circles of influence. And sometimes that anointing can be minimized by other people in the room. And so today we're going to spend some time looking at this concept of anointing and how Jesus responds. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, and we are continuing our devotional content of Mary of Bethany, which is pulled from the She Hears Bible Study. You can get a copy of that wherever books are sold. So we are in John chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected, Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Today we're going to spend a little time looking at the actual act that we see Mary perform in this portion of scripture. And this wasn't just a foot washing. This was an anointing. In the culture that we're talking about, remember, we got to look back to the original text, to the original author, to the original setting, and to the original audience. So in this culture that we're talking about, an anointing was symbolic in many ways. So often people were anointed, meaning they were set apart for a specific task or a role. And we have similar roles in our culture, although it might look a little different. Maybe it's senior pastor or missionary, youth pastor, or like a hospice chaplain. There are people that are set apart to do a specific job, to fulfill a specific role given to them by God. So in the Jewish culture, this setting apart will be accompanied by an actual anointing with oil. Sometimes we do that, sometimes we don't. 
but it was the kings, the priests, and sometimes like a special guest that was placed maybe in a seat of honor. Those are the people that would be anointed for their role. And so someone who was referred to as being anointed, it usually meant that they were talking about the high priest. And so the high priest was the one that was acting as a redeemer to the people for their sins, the one who would offer the sacrifice in the temple. And the oil was normally poured on the head. And because they wore linen robes, the oil would flow down over them and flow out from them instead of being absorbed by them. So this picture of the anointing would flow from them in a way that others could see, could touch, could feel, could smell. Because they were anointed, that oil would often, often be perfumed. So in the Old Testament, the promised coming king was always referred to as the Messiah, which is a Hebrew word. And in the New Testament, the Hebrew was translated into the Greek as Christos, or Christ. Any guesses on what that means? Anointed king. So Christ is not the last name of Jesus. Christ is his position. He's the one that's set apart to redeem God's people through sacrifice. And so when Mary chose to use the oil to anoint Jesus, starting with his head and moving down to his feet, this was a public declaration of who she believed him to be the Redeemer, and not just the Redeemer, but her Redeemer. This moment was first about who he was for her. It also talks about how Mary wiped up the oil with her hair. And yes, that feels odd, but I want you to think about that in terms of this culture again. A woman's hair represented her glory, her self-worth. And women didn't normally let their hair down in public. She was laying her glory down at the feet of Jesus. This was an act of worship for her. Isn't that such a beautiful picture? Unfortunately, not everyone in the room agreed. I mean, we see Judas respond. And what happens next is something that I absolutely love. Jesus responds to Judas. What does he say? This is the beginning part of verse 1. He says, leave her alone. Your sacrifice, your oil, your relationship. First and foremost, your service to Jesus is about your relationship with him and response to who you believe him to be, regardless of what anyone else thinks. Because when Jesus sees our heart, he will defend us against those who would speak out against us. There's this other aspect of anointing that we need to consider. Remember the time frame. Do you remember what was about to happen in the coming days? Jesus would be headed towards his death. This wasn't just some old family oil that had been collecting dust on a shelf. It was intended for this purpose, just as Mary was intended for this purpose. Because in this culture, there was another kind of anointing. It was part of the, bur the burial process. And so 
the anointing would be part of the cleaning and the preparing of the body. And they would use oil and spices as part of the washing. We're going to take a quick break right here and we come back. We'll continue talking about how Jesus sets women apart to be used in the kingdom. Stay tuned. Think back about the gifts that were brought to baby Jesus by the three wise men. Do you remember what they were? They were gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh were burial spices. The anointing oil that Mary was using was a type of myrrh. Do you get it? Both of these instances were a foreshadowing of what was going to come. And when the time came, the men that would bring the body of Jesus down off the cross would have to work very quickly because of the Sabbath. And they would not be able to fulfill the traditional practice of washing and anointing the body before putting Jesus in the tomb. There's some power here. The only anointing that Jesus would receive came from a woman disciple. Does that hit you the way it hits me? Sis, your sacrifice and your service to Jesus is significant. And he has set you apart for a specific role to play in the kingdom. God, I thank you for my friends that are listening today. I thank you that even in the midst of other people not not understanding our actions or our heart, that you are our defender and that when we posture our hearts to be obedient to you, it does not matter what anybody else thinks. I thank you for the way that we see women uniquely positioned and used not only in your kingdom, but in your own very life as an example of the way that you choose to use women then and now. That women now are called with an anointing to play a unique role in the body of Christ. God, I thank you for that calling. I thank you for that anointing. And I pray that even right now, my friends would sense your anointing on their lives. God, I pray for them throughout this day that they would sense your presence in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know. I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org, where there are also some really good resources to help you in your spiritual growth. I pray that they are a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. 
You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.